0: Hello and welcome to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast. I'm your host, Brian. Some trouble looms at work the next week when first your boss decides to fire half the staff. And then the other half the staff gets mad and murders everybody else. And uh, with me tonight, Kimberly.
1: My horoscope is I should just take things one day at a time this week. Even though I'm up against a race of impossibly advanced aliens who can move through time at will.
0: And... Special guest, Eric.
2: As a Virgo, my horoscope is, although at first it seems impossible to believe the suitkeeper's story of how I was switched at birth, the fact remains that I'm the only giraffe in my office.
0: And coming in through his cell phone this evening, Ian. <laughs> or not. Or not coming in through his cell phone. <laughs> his horoscope is oddly blank. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but we are, of course, in the month of Gemini or in the uh, upstairs.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh boy this is going to be great to edit. It's all pro all the time That's right, that's right. That's just, it. a, it's right you know it's a good thing we don't have an actual time slot somewhere let's see so fire great radio it's right it's like fire and water water magics are strong in your sign this week so first it is time to consider quitting your job on the offshore drilling rig that's Gemini. All right, let's do some announcements, shall we?
1: Wait, we got one got first. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry,
0: Mac, Mac. I I apologize. I got confused. No, no y'all
2: can just y'all can just forget about me. That's
1: okay,
0: fine. Okay, very good. Let's do the announcements then. Okay. No, I no no no. Tell me.
2: All right, Aries. No one can argue effectively without the correct set of tools. So I need to make sure I have a hammer in each hand.
0: There yeah? you go. There you
2: go. Retrophrenology. Okay. That is my science.
0: I, I promise you that when that actually comes out that it, it's going to be perfect. You guys aren't going to even notice all the problems that we had.
3: Am I coming through better now?
0: Yes. Yes. Yes, you yes. are. Uh,
3: I do in change rooms.
0: You know, the acoustics are usually better in the shower. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> You've got a face in the shower now, huh?
0: Quick, quick announcements. Go.
1: Announcements. Uh, this coming weekend, Sunday, June 2nd through the 3rd, uh, the Denver People's Fair uh, is doing atheist outreach at their booth. I went this past weekend up in Boulder Creek. It was fun, but nobody would fight with me. Um, on Sunday June 3rd uh, into the churches is doing First Baptist in evergreen. I think we need some more people so if you are in the, the meetup please sign up on Tuesday, June 5th at the Denver Museum of Nature and Science, the Venus Transit viewing we had kind of some bad weather out here for the um, that's that uh, eclipse that happened last week yeah but hopefully we'll be able to see Venus cross the uh, path of the Sun uh, or cross the Sun. On uh, Sunday, June 10th is the HOC annual gathering and picnic. On Wednesday, June 13th, the Boulder Atheists are doing the Atheism 101 class, that should be interesting. Uh the weekend of June 15th, 16th and 17th is the Denver Comic Con, so that should be a lot of fun. And I'll be there. on Cool. On Tuesday, June 26th, uh, again at the museum, is going to be the Science of the Perfect Life. And I just wanted to remind people of some upcoming conferences. And July 21st, uh, out in Grand Junction, there's going to be a mini-conference, just a one-day deal. And then, of course, the Atheist Alliance of America conference is going to be Friday, August 30th to Monday, September 3rd. Definitely check out the website. The list of speakers is absolutely amazing. And if you plan to go, if you want to register early, you get some discounts and, uh, we would love to know that who's interested. So please check it out. That's all, right. it all I've got for announcements for this week.
0: Yeah. So, you know, we, we haven't talked about uh, marriage equality in a couple of weeks here and there's been a few major things that have happened. In in Denver or in Colorado, our legislature decided to sit on their hands, and the Republicans in the legislature wanted, waited out the session so that they didn't even have to vote on marriage equality. Isn't, isn't that
1: right, Kimberly? Well- it, they did that, and then our governor Hickenlooper went ahead and said because of that move and missing out on a bunch of different important votes, he called a special session. So they met after the session had ended. They they did another special session in which the marriage equality or civil unions bill, because uh, Denver or Colorado is only thinking civil unions, went to a new committee and they killed it in that committee. So it never did come up for an a uh, floor vote. Uh, which it sounds like they would have passed if it came up to a vote, but you're right, the Republicans went ahead and quashed that. So unfortunately, we've lost this year, and um, they really had to use some sneaky, crappy tactics to kill it. So we'll be seeing this again next year, I, I'm thinking, and hopefully they won't be able to use such crafty, crappy stuff. It was well, a big disappointment.
0: What they're hoping for, of course, is that when they come back for the next go-round, that they'll have a majority, which right now they don't. Right. So that's why they didn't want this to come to a vote. Um, it's it, it quite unfortunate. But the same day that 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 we did that was the day that Obama came out and said that he was for for marriage equality.
1: Right. That's huge. I I don't think we've seen all the repercussions of that. I am an Obama fan, but just the fact that the president of the United States, re, you know, regardless of what party you belong to, I think that has a huge influence on us as a society. It's been a long time coming. He's been very. uh you know, he he ran in 2008 saying that he did not believe in marriage equality. And it didn't, I never thought it jived with the rest of his platform and the beliefs I've heard him espouse on different subjects. It just didn't seem consistent with it. No. And he's talked about evolving into it, which I think is another nod towards our side, just using that language. But uh he did come out and say it. And right. He's also kind of going back to saying, you know, states' rights are important and that's how it should be decided, which, you know, if you we've talked about before how if you replaced, you know, gay with uh with black, I don't think that anybody would suggest that the states should have been the ones deciding whether or not interracial marriage was legal. So, we're not 100% there, but it's a step closer.
0: But let me point out one problem with what he said, and that is letting the states do it.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: uh so a couple in Florida Gets married in uh, New York, comes back, and to get their driver's license, uh, they give a uh, copy of the birth certificate. Or no, I'm sorry, of the marriage certificate, which is considered a form of identification in Florida. But of course, not theirs because theirs isn't even considered a legal document in Florida. Right. So you know, I uh, I happen to watch a uh,
2: happen to watch a thing with Bill Maher, and I don't think that Mitt Romney is for marriage equality because of. Uh, Bill Maher was talking about the wifers scandal.
3: Well, you he's know, not he even really pro-family. He doesn't pro personally believe
2: that Mitt Romney has multiple wives, but he does believe that he is a, a poly uh, polygamist, uh, polygamist nomad at
0: heart. The, the problem is he's not even really pro-family because he's only had one. Where a guy like Newt Gingrich, who's had three of them, that's a pro-family man. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I did want to I did want to uh, cover some updates on that really quick. And of course, there's been a flood of intolerance. Fox News is just loving it. And uh, there, there's been a lot of a uh, lot of stuff out there, including a pastor who came out and said that you know that the one of the problems that uh, and this might have been I've been in relation to this, but you know he recently came out and said that the our first problem was giving uh, uh, women the right to vote, and that women are basically destroying this country, and that they they can't handle power. lovely man so it just seems like I don't know recently there's just been a, a real a flood of intolerance That's come out.
1: Is it? Is this the same guy who came out to his congregation saying that he thought they should just take all the gays and separate out the lesbians from the gay men and just build a wall around them and just wait for them to die out?
0: (laughs) This is a different bigot. Is that a different? That's that's a different different bigot. Yeah, there's three. Yeah, there's three major ones going on kind of right now. Uh, The pastor who who said that if you have a gay kid that you know that you should punch them. Um, Then we have the the other gentleman who says that we should uh, build a. these fences, a hundred miles by hundred miles, and then put all the the lesbians in one, and all the gays and the queers in the other, and then feed them, and then eventually, of course, they'll die out.
1: Right, because they wouldn't be able to breed. Right. Which, of course, is hysterical because you know it's not like we all came from gay families. You know, my parents were straight. Um, everybody I know who's gay now came from straight parents. Um, and of course, there's people Don't who claim. Yeah. I mean, so it's <laughs> so you, you, you know it's not going to help. <laughs> yeah it's It's kind of ridiculous in its extremism, but
0: yeah, so I don't know maybe we maybe we can get into that more later because what a topic, you know, one of our favorite topics really, but sure. tonight let let's go on to our main topic. we're going to talk about identification and how we identify ourselves in in the skeptic community specifically, it looks like.
1: Yeah, well, I wanted to talk about this, and uh, since it was my show, what I wanted to talk about is we. there's lots of different labels out there, and I find it fascinating how people in this community, and our community is growing and building and changing, and it's it's very new, and I don't think it's reached the end of its... It's growth or, or it's changing, uh, but we have different people who identify as different things. Some people identify themselves primarily as atheists, some as skeptics, uh, free thinkers. We have agnostics, we've got um, skeptics, all these different titles that, again, for me, my personal journey through this, at first I really thought they were all basically the same thing. You know, if you're a skeptic and you apply skepticism to everything, in my head, you would necessarily wind up at atheism. Because if you apply the same, I need evidence and I need it to follow logic, God falls apart under that kind of a scrutiny. So I thought to myself, if you're a skeptic, you are also going to be, if you haven't gotten there yet, an atheist. And then I kind of thought, even beyond that, that if you're an atheist... That you would have, um, you know, similar morals, similar political views and stuff like that. And it's been pointed out a thousand times that as atheists, the only thing we really have in common is a disbelief in God and that is it. But I find that kind of, that's not the end of the story for me personally. Um, it certainly can be for other people though. And so I've approached humanism from that kind of path and and the I'll talk a little bit more about what humanism is but for me I wanted to have an ethics a morality uh, defined by my disbelief in God my skeptical viewpoint in the world and stuff like that and so it kind of came to that but I guess it's just one of these fascinating things of of how we all come to these different labels what they say about us I don't think anybody has to be in this single category and um you know, and they're tough to define, and the edges blur quite a bit. So I thought what we'd do today on the podcast is kind of take a look at what makes somebody a skeptic. What's kind of the edges of that, um, and then compare that to, say, an atheist, agnostic, free thinker, etc.
0: So it, I guess maybe the first the, the first place to we'll start then is with our our general definitions of skeptic. Okay. Uh, I it just seems to me that because everything else kind of follows and builds off of that. It, um, does anybody disagree with that? Think that there's a better starting point?
1: I don't think everybody comes to atheism or or these beliefs right through skepticism.
0: But you, but you initially your 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 initial was how we identify ourselves in the skeptic community, right? So that's the only reason I was thinking. But but do you want to talk about identifying ourselves as atheist or as skeptic?
1: No, I suppose skeptic is just fine. It's, it's again, it's a tough one to decide as okay. to which one, what starts it or anything. The only reason. I'd say skepticism is okay. a good base.
0: The only reason I suggested is because that's, that's what you said, how we, how skeptics identify themselves.
2: Plus, okay. it's the name of the show.
0: Plus, it's the name of the show. That's right. We're not amateur atheists. We're professional atheists.
2: Uh, there, there can be a confusion here. A lot of people who are cynical think that they're, they're skeptical. They may also be skeptical, but cynicism is not skepticism at all. Uh, skepticism, and I don't think we have to go back to the Greek roots of it, skeptos and whatnot. It, it is simply insisting that evidence be offered for claims, particularly claims that are not likely to be true.
0: I, I was, I was reading all the definitions for skeptic today, and basically, what I Feel like a skeptic is. It's kind of a mode of thinking. It's, it's, it's choosing to question everything and to not accept the, um, the face value of answers and to always look deeper to try and, and figure out what's actually going on and to evaluate evidence. And the method that we, that we've chosen to evaluate the evidence is the scientific method. So that we're, so the idea is that we're looking at a particular issue and we try and get as much evidence about that as possible. and then based on the weight of the evidence is how we choose to make a decision on that particular subject. Um, but of course every definition that I found eventually comes to you know not not accepting religion on face value. So it, even though that wouldn't be my definition, many people's definition of skepticism is a is um, a lack in belief of religion. As part of that, a doubt of religion. It's kind of a litmus test. It is kind of a litmus test, but it isn't mandatory, is one of the reasons that I have a problem with that. So, so I, I don't know, does anybody have anything to add to skeptics? So basically, a skeptic, we're not cynics, we're not, we're not, you know, it's not a, um, just, we don't believe it. It's a, well, until we have sufficient evidence, we, you know, we, we don't accept it. And, um, and God would be, one of those things that we would look at and weigh the evidence for ourselves. Um,
3: Well, I came came to atheism first. Skepticism came years later. So there are different patterns to how you get to it.
0: Well, I certainly knew I was an atheist before I knew I was a skeptic because I hadn't even heard of it, heard of the term. But I had heard atheist before.
1: Yeah, I don't think I had a, a full understanding of what skepticism was and I still find myself struggling sometimes to approach everything with a skeptical viewpoint. Cause I think it's really human and easy to, f- just to let it go.
0: Well, it is. And it's I a lot th- of work. Yeah. It is a lot of work. But in, but in general, everything should be questioned. But that, in reality, is difficult to do. Um, and of course, by doing that, sometimes I have, um, unfavorable opinions uh, of stuff. Um, like, right, my current, um, uh, breakdown of fracking is not uh you know with the many people that i work with you know particularly the the liberal people um it is they don't like it you know and they can't give me any evidence to the contrary but they they hate the fact that i've taken that position and i'll hold that position until the science shows me wrong
1: Right. There's that necessity of believing stuff because of what you believe. You know, like like you have to go the whole way down the rabbit hole when you start with skepticism. The evidence leads you to your conclusion and you can't come to a different conclusion if the evidence doesn't take you there. But you may not like where you wind up.
0: Well, yeah, I and that's yeah, I totally agree with that. We have we have to take it whether we like it or not. That's, but once again, in reality, that is way more difficult to do, um, (laughs) than, than it is to say because it would be difficult for me to accept evidence of the supernatural. I, it would have to be very, very strong evidence. And before I could accept that, I mean, it would have to be so overwhelming because it's just not in my mindset where as somebody could prove to me tomorrow with studies that fracking, um, is, um, Uh, is putting hydrocarbons into water, right? That one would be much more easy for for me to accept, whereas ghosts, much more difficult.
1: Because there's a lot more that changes in your worldview if you suddenly have to incorporate ghosts into it.
0: Absolutely. And if but if fracking is putting hydrocarbons into water, it doesn't affect my worldview at all. You know, I can I can hop on that boat with no problem because I I've got I've got nothing to lose in that particular um in that particular case. But in the case of the supernatural, I have a worldview that I have created based on certain evidence that I think is the most valid and it would my worldview would change if if somebody was able to overwhelmingly prove that ghosts and the afterlife and those kinds of things existed. So it, it makes skepticism that much more difficult Right. When, when you're going up against your personal beliefs.
1: Right. But, but like you say, the skeptic, if, if they're being true on all levels, and we've talked about this before, how some people identify themselves as skeptics but still have this religious belief. And we have to basically conclude that they're not applying the same kind of skepticism to those religious beliefs that they do to everything else.
0: No, they people have sacred cows, and people are always going to have sacred cows. People are going to have stuff that just doesn't fit for them, and they're going to choose to believe something else. And you hope that when they do that, that they're not harmful. because Because there are certain beliefs that people have chosen to believe against the scientific evidence, such as vaccination – that are harmful to people. And that's where the real harm in it is. Not, not necessarily the belief in God, because quite frankly, believe in God can, for many people, can be very empowering. But if you don't vaccinate your child, they could get whooping cough and die. So, so for me, that there is, there's certainly levels to which I feel the need to pursue those kinds of things. Um, is, you know, of course, I'd love to argue with people about religion, but in the end, if if they continue to believe in a religion tomorrow, it does not affect me, and I can continue to you know to to have those discussions with those people. But if somebody doesn't, if somebody isn't taking care of themselves medically and and properly, if somebody's using homeopathy to you know to cure their cancer as opposed to you know known working um, uh, medical modalities, boy, that's a see, but now that's a much bigger problem for me
1: because it's okay, dangerous. All
0: right, so I think we've spent enough time on skeptic. So where do you want to move on to Kimberly?
1: Let's see. Do you want to uh, does somebody want to talk about free thinkers?
0: That would be Mac. Mac wants to talk
2: that about free would be thinkers. Me. You know, I I sat down and I went and looked up some definitions of free thinkers and I found some of the, the definitions interesting, but my thought on the definitions of free thinkers was that it kind of seemed like they wanted to tell me what free thinkers were too. <laughs> so I didn't really appreciate that. I'm sitting here, I'm thinking the most important thing to me about being a free thinker is that I get to think whatever intelligent or damn bloody stupid thing that I want about whatever I happen to be thinking about at the time. Okay. I get to uh, to be a free thinker is to choose what you want to think about something and not to go with what other people tell you, even if what they're telling you is, is intelligent, it's your right to get there by whatever means you intend to and think whatever you want to think about something in the
0: end. Okay, that's not at all what I got from reading that stuff, though. And, and free thinkers are people who are, are basically who are using, once again, skepticism and that to work themselves out of religion, it seemed like mostly was the focus.
2: The definitions all came down to People who don't believe in organized religion because they're free thinkers, and I don't think that necessarily follows. Why not? I think if you're going to, I think if you're going to be a true free thinker, that you're going to come to your own conclusions about everything, including religion, based upon what you think.
0: So then, what's the difference between free thinker and skeptic?
2: They cross over definitely, but you know, you said yourself that you've got a worldview that there are certain things that you don't think that. You can get past that worldview. You can't really – You it would be much harder to get you to accept the supernatural than it would be to get you to accept, you know, fracking puts hydrocarbons in the water.
0: Yeah, but that is an issue of – that's an issue of standard of evidence too. Um, yeah, but it's an
2: issue of your worldview, which means that even good evidence, you're kind of likely to – Kick out.
0: Well, but that's just that. See, but that has nothing to do with the definition of skepticism. That has more to do with um with my psychology in general, right? That's not supposed to be the definition of skeptic. The definition of skeptic is that you know that you look at the evidence and you make a decision based on the evidence, right? right? And so, so as a skeptic, if that evidence leads me to to the if it, if if it's extraordinary evidence and it leads me to believe that ghosts exist then that's then i would have to believe based on the evidence that ghosts exist
2: i think as a free thinker you can also choose to discard the evidence i don't think it's necessarily a good idea but i think i i support your right to discard the evidence and think whatever you damn well please
0: see and i and You know, the people who came up with the, with the term and the word, that's not how they envisioned it. So this is a, this is an issue of the, uh, of, of the people who, 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 what, I guess who made up that free thinker for them to use to identify themselves with and gave it these, um, these values that, and, and you're disagreeing with the values that they have given these words.
2: Yeah, but you know what? I'd like to think that they would agree with my ability to dis- to disagree.
0: <laughs> and I'm sure that they will. I-, I just don't. I just don't know. You know, we have a dictionary definition of free thinker that's not that much different in a lot of ways from skeptic. Right. But
2: we're also talking about what these definitions mean to us.
0: Which is, okay, which is which is fine. I just don't think you can throw out their definition because.
2: Um, no, I respect their definition.
0: And and I'm sure that they will respect your uh, right to be wrong too.
2: I do like the fact that they. <laughs> I did. I did like the list of noted free thinkers that I found. Thomas Paine, Thomas Jefferson, uh, doubting
1: Thomases.
0: Yeah, cynics. Everyone.
1: <laughs> well, that's definitely a definition. I uh, like I wouldn't have thought free thinker was what you kind of came up with. Um, but I didn't really know where to think that the differences were.
0: Well, what did you think the free thinker was?
1: I thought, I I honestly thought it was just basically a skeptic or an atheist, uh, with a clever, unassuming name that wouldn't like get people's, you know, hairs up.
0: (laughs) And that's generally how it's used. I mean, but it's interesting because a lot of people who identify themselves as free thinkers would never identify themselves as a skeptic. And we see that a lot in, um... Some of these atheist communities that they're not skeptics, mm. but they, but they do call themselves free thinkers and it, and it mainly is pinned that back down to religion.
1: Yeah. I, I don't, so you, you kind of get more of the impression that free thinker kind of implies that you are free of dogma. Yes. Maybe.
0: That's kind of what I get from free thinker.
1: I kind yeah. of, I, I mean, I, I don't disagree with that at all. Um, but I. it's, it's an interesting question as to, so are they free of dogma because they have just simply chosen to ignore it? Like, how is, is, is there, or is there a commonality into how they arrived at that decision? And maybe freethinkers don't necessarily have that kind of similar process. Maybe does that make sense?
0: I don't know. It's, it's, it's a really interesting question because when you're, when I was reading the, you know, kind of the textbook definition of freethinker, um, it, it comes back to the scientific method. Does it, does it not, Mac? Isn't that what you got from it?
2: That is what, that, that is what the textbook definition of the free thinker movement is, yes.
0: But you but, so what you're advocating is that free thinker is just, this is what I think, therefore it is?
2: What I'm advocating is don't be guided by anybody's definitions, including people's definition of free thinker. Define yourself. If you're a free thinker, define yourself.
0: So then there would be no there would be no way to pin down a definition at that point of of what your average free thinker would be. I guess you could pin down an average free thinker, but not what free thinker is because anybody could use it yeah, so I think that gays are immoral i 'm a free thinker yeah.
3: Well, one thing with trying to classify people, you'll see this even in the Christian community. The Christians will say, well, that group's not Christian because they don't believe it. Yeah, that group will define themselves, you know, each group defines Christians slightly differently. And I think you'll see the same thing within um, groups like the skeptic community as well. They, they look for different things as to how they define themselves. And it doesn't have to agree with everyone that wants to use that term.
0: I agree with that. that and that's true. And that's the problem with any label, is that... you. It's, you may label somebody this but yet there's all of these exceptions
2: right yeah. That's all and i think i labels.
1: think what's really interesting is how you choose to self identify like if somebody called me a free thinker i don't think i'd bristle or be like no i'm not but i don't think if if i was defining myself that free thinker would be one that i would choose and i don't know i mean i i think mostly just because i kind of feel like you know skeptic atheist humanist i, I think those terms just have a little bit more meat to them for for defining who I am. So that's kind of how I approach the free thinking stuff. I mean, I'm not against it. It just doesn't seem codified enough for me to use as a, a, a label.
0: Yeah. I, I don't identify as a free thinker either. As one of the few labels that we've got up here that I, I really uh, don't feel comfortable with. And I don't know so why. So if,
1: if someone called you a free thinker, you might kind of bristle at that?
0: No, I don't think I would. I wouldn't bristle at it. I guess when I say uncomfortable, I, I'm not comfortable within it, with it enough to uh, to use it as a self label. Mac, do you label, would you identify as free thinker? I have no problem identifying myself as a free okay. thinker. Yeah.
2: I would, I would sooner, I would sooner quantify myself as a free thinker than I would quantify myself as an atheist or an agnostic. So.
0: But. Uh, now that's interesting because aren't most free thinkers atheists and agnostics? I mean, that's kind of where the term came from.
2: I'm not saying the two are different, but I'm not saying they have to be the same either. <laughs> okay? If you let me ask you this if you have somebody who has very, very strong beliefs in Christianity and they have come to those beliefs after examining. Atheism, after examining everything from a scientific angle and deciding that when it all comes down to it, they still just happen to believe in God. Would you say that person is a free thinker?
1: I think it comes down to, again, if they wanted to self-identify that way, I and, and as a person who doesn't necessarily identify themselves as a free thinker, I would kind of be like, well, no harm, no foul. Sure, they, they can be one. They're clearly trying to think outside the box on certain topics. I can appreciate that. Um, but I, I guess for me, because it's not, if you will, my term, I'm not so concerned about deciding who's in and who's out. Does that make sense? Whereas I think if somebody somebody used that as their self identifier, they might have more uh, objection to the proposal you have here.
0: I, I would I would not consider them freethinker, and I would object to them using that label because of the definition that that is given on every place that I have read and i would go by the i would go by the dictionary definition in that case
2: well, i respect your right to go by the definite dictionary definition
0: <laughs> <laughs> because here's the thing is that we have that because if we're going to use common definitions uh, that's where we have to start and so you may add extra labels to that but i've got to go back to the dictionary definition and most and every definition is is regarding you know people who have worked their way out of religion
1: so g- give us the, the dictionary definition again
0: where is that?
1: Let's see,
0: do you have it, Mac? Dictionary
2: definition of the uh, this is uh, this is from a group called Birds of a Feather Group. SKP Free Thinkers. What is a free thinker? A free thinker is a person who forms opinions about religion on the basis of reason, independently of tradition, authority, or established belief. Free thinkers include atheists, agnostics, secular humanists, and rationalists. No one can be a freethinker who demands conformity to a Bible, creed, or Messiah. To the freethinker, revelation is invalid, and orthodoxy is no guarantee
0: of truth. So they could certainly call themselves uh, have a belief in God, but the moment they call themselves a Christian, I, I think that the, um, that they're no longer freethinker based on that label.
2: Okay, now see, I can agree with.
0: You. Okay, there, yeah, see, but
2: so they could they could believe in Christ, but not call themselves a Christian.
0: I, I, and and then I would then I, yes at that
2: point they've at that point they've labeled themselves as being conforming to a particular set of beliefs,
0: right, okay, yeah, so so yeah, so that's how I would call it. if they if they'd say, yeah, I'm a Christian, I go to church, I'm a member of this group. I would uh I, they're no longer a free thinker, but if they believe in God and they think that they that Christ, you know, that had something to say and they did it independently on their own, yeah, I guess I'd have to look that they can use that label.
1: All right, let's go on to rationalism.
0: Please. Then. Oh, did I, I put this one in here. No, move on to atheist and agnostic.
1: You want to go back to that?
0: Did we, didn't we, did, no, we, we, skipped no we skipped it.
1: Yeah, and I don't, I, I don't want to imply that we're necessarily building on one thing or another, like one is better or anything like that. I'm just kind of looking for a natural progression of the discussion. I mean, right. like I said, freethinker just seems to be one of those ones that, I don't hear a lot of people use as a, prim- as a primary identification, right? But I, but I hear it bandied about a lot. When, kind of um, like skeptic. There's just that kind of assumption that, well, yeah, if you're here, you yeah. know, you're probably going to be a skeptic. But I don't know if that's one that a lot of people use as their primary definer.
0: I think different heard, situations yeah. may
1: call for different things, and anybody's certainly entitled to
0: Um, I had a gentleman when I was doing an IIG meeting. Um, actually, he was running as a libertarian for my house of representatives. And, and he, you were telling him, you know, that we're skeptics and yada yada. He's like, Oh, well, I'm like, dude, are you a skeptic? He's like, Well, not a skeptic, but I've been a free thinker all my life. So he definitely embraced that label. And when he said that to me, I automatically knew he was atheist or agnostic. By by the use of the label.
2: You automatically assumed he was atheist. Yes, I automated.
0: did. I automatically assumed. And I also by his hair. But you know, that just saying. Um well, yeah, I, you're right. Was, I did I, mean, I, I, honestly, I made on, the,
2: the, Hold on a minute. What about his hair in <laughs> particular? It was kind of Einstein ish. It was crazy. I don't believe in God shaved into the side of exactly, his Exactly,
0: that was what it was. No. Um it had nothing to do with his hair. By 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 the use of that label, I automatically made the assumption that he was agnostic or atheist. Automatically, that's that. That term for me means a, is is code for atheist or agnostic.
2: But to a person who defined himself as as a libertarian, that could mean entirely different things. Because a libertarian is a very very distinct set of beliefs.
0: Whatever the Cato Institution tells them, yes.
1: Well, I'll tell you. One of the reasons I, I came think- up with this topic was in trying to deal with libertarians. Because <laughs> really? they do use some of the same terminology that we do. And I, I want to kick them out of the clubhouse. But I want to find out if I actually have a right to do so.
0: Um, did you pay the rent in the clubhouse? No. Well, then no. I,
1: and like I said, I, I, this is one of those places where I recognize that I am being intolerant and um, and that, you know, these ideas should have – the space for all these different peoples with different beliefs and stuff like that. I just find myself again. This is coming out of out of our uh, skeptic camp experience. I am finding libertarians very very tough to get along with in especially in this political climate, this political season right now. And what I find interesting about that is all of these other labels. I'm pretty happy with. I'm pretty mm-hmm. happy with the people who identify themselves this way. So for me, again, this is a little bit of a, an investigation as to where are my lines in the sand? Okay. What labels do I kind of enjoy? Do I identify with? Even if it's not my primary identifier. And where does it go off the rails for me? Not necessarily for everybody, but for me, um, in doing that. And like I said, the, the libertarians are, are certainly one where on paper we have a lot in common. Yeah. In reality, I feel we have very little.
0: Sure. All right, but I think that we should go back to Atheist and Agnostic before we go to Rationalist.
1: Okay, great. Who wants to talk about mm-hmm. those?
0: Ian does. You deserve to go to hell. Hmm. I will enjoy eternity in heaven, even though I know that you will be writhing and screaming in agony. And I worship the God that came up with that system.
3: Hmm. Well, this is one that's interesting because the two terms are often... Used as being interchangeable when they're actually not. In fact, you can be an atheist or an agnostic, or you can be a mixture of the two. And um, the link here is from an uh, atheist website that um, goes into more depth on the word crossovers that um, they have between the two ideologies. Basically, in general, an atheist is someone who does not believe there is a god, while an agnostic is someone who is not sure. So theoretically, you could be an atheist who does not believe there's a god, but say, I'm not sure if that's true. I don't believe there's a god, but I'm open to the possibility. Well, okay. That would be an atheist agnostic. Yeah,
0: atheism is basically the, the um, is, uh, is regarding god, god claims right. directly. So, So somebody claiming that there's a god. Um, where agnosticism is, you know, do, do you believe? So one is a knowledge question and one is a belief question. Um, and agnosticism is the knowledge question. Do you know that there is a God or not? Right. Um, where atheism is the belief part of that question. Do you believe that there's a God?
3: Right. And so generally um, how you define yourself that way would be, um whether you're focused more on belief or knowledge. Yet um, I, in general I think our population, all even us, is more belief-based. You know, um, I I find I am I, I credit myself more as an atheist than an agnostic because I believe there is no God and um, I understand that it's one of those things you can't necessarily prove one way or the other. So I accept that I'm not going to go on the knowledge side of it and be more lenient. And although I will admit, if there was ever proof, you know, real concrete proof, then I would change. But I don't see myself as an agnostic because I really don't sit back and say, okay, I will, I will accept whatever stuff you're feeding me. Well, but wait me a second. That, okay.
0: Because, but wait, the announcement, do you know that there's no God, Ian?
3: For a fact, no. Okay, there you,
0: there you go. Then the question is answered.
3: Mm, but I still wouldn't say I was agnostic. And that's where something that comes in. <laughs> agnostic really seems more, to me at least, and that's another thing, you know, with this whole idea of titles, is everyone's going to take it differently. But to me, agnostic is someone who it's been saying, well, I'm not going to make a concrete um, answer one way or the other, and I'm going to be more open to listening to even the most absurd ideas about God. And so, I don't put myself in that category.
0: Yeah. Well, but, but here's the the other option is gnostic atheist, and I think that there are very few gnostic atheists out there—people who who claim knowledge that there's no God.
3: Right. I agree with that. I think there's much more Gnostic theists out there who claim there's knowledge, even though they have no proof.
0: Or even suppositional apologetics, who those people are just like, God has revealed themselves to me, therefore I know it's true, nanny nanny boo boo.
3: Right. So, you know, it, it's one of those things that, you know, you know, according to this, you can be a agnostic theist, saying you believe in God, but you are not, you're going to be open to the fact that maybe there isn't because you know there's not the knowledge. Well, but so uh, agnostic goes all sorts of different directions. Well, atheist is more you know it's solidly one direction.
0: Well, no, but it's not. It's (laughs) the the problem. The issue here is one is one is a belief question. One is a knowledge question. So of course, most people are going to be agnostic atheists, or most atheists are going to be agnostic atheists. Very few are going to going to claim a knowledge of no god. They're two different. They're two different things.
3: Uh, Well, yeah, but I think most atheists are not going to want to be classified as agnostic because they do see that at a weaker level and they do see that as almost opening the door. If you tell a certain Christian I'm agnostic, oh good, there's a chance I can come and be really aggressive now. Well, if you tell them an atheist, that actually generally puts them off and while they may be aggressive they're less likely to really push it. at least in my experience.
0: Yeah, unfortunately they're just, they're just different answers to different questions. Right. And, and I think that most atheists, when you pin them down and say, do you know there's no God, they're going to say no. That they they don't know that, and that that's the agnostic question. True. Sure. So I mean, here's I mean, yeah, okay, we're self-labeling, which is great. I am happy to label myself an agnostic atheist because I have I don't have at this point have any way of knowing that there is no god.
1: Yeah, I'll tell you, I find the agnostic question, or agnostic slash agnostic question, just a bit of mental masturbation. I mean, it's fun to do, but you're really not getting anywhere at the end of the day. I, Uh, Yes, it's obviously true that we cannot know anything for 100% certainty. And so I think you are right that most of us come out when pressed as an agnostic atheist. But it's so close to 100% without being there. It's, you know, it's just, I don't know, it's calculus, right? It's It's so close to the edge. It just doesn't matter. Do I know there are absolutely no fairies in my basement? No, I don't know it 100% certain, but I can go through the rest of my life without worrying about fairies in my basement pretty solidly. Sure. And so, if you know, if you press it, sure, you can get an agnostic admission out of me. Did you gain anything, or did you basically rub my brain for a couple of minutes? I mean, what are you really trying to do here?
0: I'm trying to win. (laughs) (laughs) And and I believe I have. (laughs) No, but here, okay. But here's the thing: is that uh, Mac, tell us why you why you dislike this label so much. Dislike the label of, of atheist. Yeah, uh,
2: atheist to me seems like it's lumped into as much of a belief system as Christianity is. It's not just simply not believing that there is supernatural powers, a supreme being, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It seems to be a firm belief that there is not, and that's the way a lot of people treat it. That it's that it's a – a lot of people treat it like it's a huge I, – I guess to me, the difference between an atheist and an agnostic is an agnostic doesn't know whether there's anything out there or not, and he might be pleasantly surprised. So I guess it's the difference between optimist and pessimist.
0: Even, so you reject that this is two different questions. What are the two different questions? One is a belief question, and one is a knowledge question. The, the belief question is, do you believe in a God? That's the atheist question. The knowledge question is, do you know whether whether there's a God or
2: not? I do think they're two different questions, but the two different questions are why I reject, why I reject the atheist label.
0: Well, I, now that I don't get at all. That, that, you know what, that, that confuses me, but I, I just wanted, I, I guess I just wanted to make the point is that once again, this label is not so simple. Because I don't, I actually don't want to push Mac anymore on this. Um, I, I think that he made his point pretty clear. Um, that a lot of people see this as a belief system, which yep. I reject. But yet, Kimberly, you you actually like this as a belief system. Well, yep. I, she wants a church and everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: And like I said, I, I'm trying to come to the place where I I want to label it correctly because I do get that. Atheism is not a religion, you know. The you know, not believing in God is the same. Is not like a. How do they put it? With collecting stamps, not collecting stamps is a hobby. Yeah, not <laughs> collecting
0: stamps is 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 um
1: is as much is, of a hobby as as having faith or 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 having or being an atheist is a religion.
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. be atheism is a religion is is as much like collect not collecting stamps is a hobby.
1: Right. That's how it goes. Thank yeah. you.
2: Well, I don't so, collect stamps and I'm actually quite good
1: at
0: it. <laughs> so, so is your hobby not collecting stamps? One of them. <laughs> okay. Well, I, but I, I do like that point. Um, but once again, yeah, you're right. It's, it's mental masturbation and, uh, there you go.
1: Yeah, I and it just it, it comes to me, you know, I know people also use this the term strong and weak atheism, um, which I think is a little unfortunate because I do think it puts people on the defensive. Nobody wants to be considered weak anything. There's just so much connotation to that. But I I really do, I, I've I've always been just kind of I don't know if annoyed is the right term, but people who, you know, you're having a conversation about this and claim to be agnostic rather than theist or atheist. Just seem to be avoiding the question, and seem to be doing it in that polite kind of way. Like this is a polite way of answering that doesn't that, that doesn't step on anybody else's belief. Right? They're just if trying you're in a room to, with an yeah. agnostic, you can't be like, "I'm offended that you don't believe in my God," because the agnostic just basically said, "Well, I didn't really say that." And you can't be if you're in a room with a bunch of atheists, you can't be like, "Well, I'm offended that you believe in the Bible." Well, no, I didn't say that exactly. But they're neutral. They're I, I mean, to Brian's point, which I think is ultimately what it comes down to is they are answering a different question that they were not asked.
2: I believe in the But I believe there's very strong evidence that the Bible exists <laughs> as to I, it but, actually being the Word of God right that I don't know about, but I believe the Bible exists
1: sure sure I, I, I love when people say that about stuff. I don't believe in traffic lights well there's there's one right there, dude, but you know, I understand right. what you're saying there, but <laughs> I, I, I'm just, you know what I'm saying though. It it seems to avoid things for the sake of politeness, and that that rubs me the wrong way.
0: Well, it, I can I could take every one of you and pin you down on those questions, but then you would still not accept my label of it. And that's what's interesting about about this particular. It's so divisive. That I I can identify Mac as somebody who doesn't know that there's not a god, but doesn't believe in any god claims. But he would reject the idea that I would call him an agnostic atheist, and clearly Ian would reject me calling him an an agnostic atheist, but for different reasons. It's it's incredibly divisive, and it is. and and I think and this is where having clear labels. Or clear definitions for things actually really make sense and gets us and can can help us solve this. But this particular one is too divisive to do that. Right. Well, I can well, do it, but it's not right acceptable.
1: We're in the middle of trying to, um, to to rename the into the churches group, and you know we had Jason on here, um and that's been a real divisive kind of thing too. A lot of people don't want to put atheist in the title of the group. Because they think that'll turn people in the churches off to the group. And my feeling it is that very well not including so. it. Yeah, but I mean, but anything else is going to, in my opinion, seem deceptive. Like, I think you need to get it right out there. Let's not play around. This is what we're talking about. This is the discussion at hand. Mm-hmm. Anything else is kind of like, a, oh, I didn't know where to talk
2: about <laughs> that. Kimberly? If you're not what ready would to do, talk about it, don't. What I would do, Kimberly, is I would rearrange the letters of the word atheist. Into something cute and put that in the title.
1: Ah. Well, so we're it's down there. to a couple of different choices, but That's see, I see. And I, I, I mean, I know you're making jokes and stuff. I, I just, I don't think you want to go ahead and confuse the issue, like we're talking about here. There already is so much divisiveness about it. But these you know, things do have definitions. We just need to to own them.
2: But the point that you'll turn people off in the churches is a solid point.
1: Yeah, I just think you have to...
2: I mean, what you're trying to achieve is actually trying to achieve a dialogue. You're not trying to achieve a slap in the face.
1: No, but, but think about this. How, and this is one of my problems with arguing with Christian people. The fact, not, not the opinion, the fact that I'm an atheist should not be an offensive thing. It should, they, they shouldn't get to be offended by my belief system. You know, especially when all it does is say there is no God. If you believe I'm morally not correct, we should talk about what moral issues you think I'm... You don't say that I'm, that I'm wrong on, and that's fine. That's a discussion. But to be upset and divisive just on someone's... On a definition like this just seems ridiculous. It but seems like a double in, standard to me.
2: Somebody in a church would take the point that the fact that you don't believe in God is a moral standard at which they feel you're wrong. and like so you, say, you need a- to get So you need to get past that. That's what I'm saying is you need to be able to get past that and have a human dialogue before, you know, before you say, oh, and by the way, you know, it's like the I'm a Mormon commercials. You go in there and you say, you know, I do this and this and this and I'm in this.
0: (laughs) Well, but remember that the only way to get into heaven is through God's grace alone. And by saying that you're an atheist and saying you don't believe in their God, you're actually attacking God directly.
2: Yeah, but on the other hand, God is infinitely forgiving.
0: Only if you accept so you Jesus into beast. your heart. Hmm? Only if you accept Jesus into your heart.
1: Well, and let's keep in mind, these are all very specific <laughs> religion. I mean, not every god is, is this way.
0: I don't think Jesus wants to be
2: in my heart. There's a lot of blood in there, and he's got those white robes.
0: Do you think that God is all seeing? I mean, really.
2: I think God sees you if you're mentally masturbating. <laughs> there you go. That's exactly where I is, was going. The, <laughs> is the object of mental masturbation a mindgasm? gasm? <laughs>
0: All right, all right. It's a question I had. Let's move on.
2: Where are we going next? I don't know.
1: I,
0: you know, I put <laughs> rationalism up here, but rationalism turned out to be something more political, and I didn't understand it. Did anybody else read rationalism? Because, and the reason I got to rationalism because I, I thought kind of rationalists were basically people who were just trying to, you know, more like critical thinkers. Um, but that it, it kind of looks like something else to me. I did
2: not read um, it. What, what they're talking about is they're actually talking about the, the the philosophical rationalism, the philosophical school of rationalism. Okay. So, given a pre-modern understanding of reason, rationalism is identical to philosophy, sac- the Socratic life of inquiry. So, there.
0: All right. Let's move on to humanism.
1: Okay. okay. So, humanism is, uh, what I've personally kind of been coming to as a more, um, kind of giving that framework for not just what you believe, but how you live is what's kind of brought me to it. People call it a worldview or a, um, an ideology. Um, and this, this is an interesting one for me because it really does approach the line of where things become a religion, you know, kind of to go back to our joke about um, about the not collecting stamps thing. I think humanism, certainly in earlier forms, has gone ahead and crossed the line into being a religion. I think in its modern incarnation, again, as defined by some humanists, I'm sure there's other people who believe other things. Um, I think it walks right up to that line and basically does espouse some ideas and thoughts of how to live without a divine uh, precept as to why you should be doing it. So they they use logic and reason and empathy and the greater good and stuff as how they de- determine what would be an ethical thing to do or how to determine your morals. But um but the way that it all works together does seem to be focused on how should you live your life? And that's a question I think that to some extent religion tries to uh very often talk about you know what should you do and a lot of people keep saying that you know all of the morality comes from the bible which i think is just kind of silly but we could go into that a different time but what's really attracted me to the, the the secular humanism stuff is having an idea of what do we have in common what okay i've got these beliefs i've arrived at them through having a skeptical mindset, which I've applied to everything and has therefore made me an atheist because I applied skepticism to the question of, is there a God? And I came out perhaps as an agnostic atheist, but an atheist nonetheless. Now the question for me comes to, well, now what do I do with that? So that's what I think a lot of what humanism does. The history of it was really interesting. I read up on that to some extent, and it kind of goes all the way back. Which I didn't realize to ancient Greece and has, uh, different, again, forms and incarnations throughout the ages and stuff. But it's really been in the, since like the 40s or so that this new version of humanism has kind of taken hold and, and is what is espoused by groups like the, uh, the, the what are they called? American, the American, uh, Humanist Association, the AHA. Yeah so i've got a list of of some of the principles i don't know if we want to go through all of them but what i really liked about reading them was i found them very hard for anybody to kind of come to and say well i certainly don't think i want to live that way because they're all very general (laughs) so
0: give us a few uh, um some of the ones that, that i don't know that you felt more um attached to maybe
1: Okay, um, so the first one is that we are committed to the application of reason and science to the understanding of the universe and to the solving of human problems. So again, there's all this, um, you know, the, the focus of everything is human beings and, um, and using reason and science. I think that's talking to the evidence, the skepticism stuff. Um, there's a positivism there too. We believe that scientific discovery and technology can contribute to the betterment of human life. Um, committed to the principle of separation of church and state we believe in supporting the disadvantaged and the disabled so that they will be able to help themselves and this again comes to that line of you know giving charity to people and and helping people out but also having personal responsibility you know your goal if you're being helped is to get to a place where you can help yourself and then help others which i think is great uh, what other? We are skeptical of untested claims to knowledge and we are open to novel ideas and seek new departures in our thinking. Again, just that kind of openness to um, new things. And here's, uh, I'll, I'll end with this one as my favorite. We believe in the common moral decencies, altruism, integrity, honesty, truthfulness, responsibility. Humanist ethics is amenable, amenable to critical, rational guidance. There are normative standards that we discover together. Moral principles are tested by their consequences. It's a big mouthful, but um, you know it comes back to how do how do these people, fa- you know, base their morality? And those all seem like really good ways of doing it that do not require any kind of a theistic or historic reasoning behind it.
0: So, but but it's kind of a replacement for what they was for the church's morality, what they would for their moral code. Right. Right. So. I, I guess the question then is: a moral code how we identify a religion, and I would say it's not.
2: No, we identify a religion
0: by a belief in a supreme being, exactly.
2: So, or a I supreme power.
3: So, to well, me, I, actually, I don't think necessarily need a higher power for a religion. I think you do. <laughs> uh, yes, but I mean, like vegetarianism nowadays has become a religion. What's it, the higher power there?
0: No, it's it's not it's it's got that same kind of zealotry behind it, but it would, according to Scott Pilgrim versus the World, <laughs> vegans are just better than you. <laughs>
2: is no. animism in religion?
0: Is is what? Animism? Animism? Uh I I actually don't know what that is.
2: I have a belief in the spiritual I, think, world, but I don't think yeah, anything's it's a, higher than oh, I don't know. But That's it a is a belief question. in supernatural powers.
0: I mean, there's a lot of things that—not that, a supreme being. Yeah, I—I so, yeah. I think that most of the definitions that I've read for religion include a supreme being, some sort a of A
1: supreme being or multiple or
0: multiple, right? But there's some sort of uh, of deity involved for it to be religion. I—I have—I don't think that I have found a. um
3: Yeah, uh, uh, Buddha. Does, um, Buddhism doesn't really believe in a um, higher being. Um, they, they have the teachers.
0: Buddha is not a uh, god. He's a teacher. He's not a, he's not a god, but he is like a perfect being. He, they, they kind of deify him. Yeah. And there's a lot of people mm-hmm. who really believe that, that even Buddhism is not as atheistic as we choose to believe it is. Um, I that's think, an interesting I think discussion.
2: Buddha himself is sort of not necessarily a god, but he is a transcendent being. He is, well, he is, he's left humanity behind because he's become a perfect being.
3: But isn't that necessarily the same as um, worshiping a deity to so the first thing, um, Buddhism doesn't worship Buddha technically uh, maybe, no. you know no, it tries
2: to it tries to emulate the path of Buddha
3: so you, know, you get some interesting you know we're talking about how you define things and how you um identify and your know, religion does get to some odd areas there
1: and you would you could also be able to ask on stuff like take communism, um Stalinism, and Maoism in China. they are technically atheist cultures. They don't believe in a god, they don't believe in the supreme being, but the way they behave with in regards to their leaders and in their strict dogma and adherence to rules and stuff like that borders, I think you could certainly make the argument on a religion.
2: I think Maoism worships pictures of cute cats, don't they? I
1: think that's a little different. That's meowism. Okay. Uh,
0: <laughs> okay, so Wikipedia says religion is a collection of cultural cultural systems, um, belief systems and worldviews that relate to humans and spirituality and something and and sometimes to moral values. So I guess that they are kind of taking the deity out of it. But that may it's not necessarily be required. It's is very vague.
2: Well, Wikipedia is not always considered to be the best resource either.
0: No. And and for this definition maybe they're not. I don't know. Um, but if you want, if you want to qualify it as a belief system, then we get, then we run into making all sorts of, kind of things religions that really should not be and are not. So
3: it
1: yeah, yeah it, goes it, goes it, from, Go ahead, Ian. That goes from the overall topic of what
3: we're saying. You know, how do you identify yourself? How do you identify religious belief? And there is definitely a lot of leeway there. Sure.
1: Yeah. Is it like art? You know it when you see it. <laughs>
2: He's got I mean, crazy it, 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 hair, so it's easy to identify.
0: <laughs> I still tell. it's
1: funny. We all, we all, you know, if anybody asked, we would all say, "Yeah, of course, we know exactly what a religion is." But when you get down to definitions of it, it gets a little bit tougher to really nail down and get agreement and buy-in and everything. Yeah. yeah so. So I think it's very, I think it's interesting stuff. Like I said, for me, the humanism stuff has really just kind of, um I don't know if it's a replacement for religion because I don't know that I've got any kind of a religious-shaped heart uh, hole in my heart or anything like that. But I do think that the questions of how you should live are very important and driving. You know, the fact that I've chosen to, you know, rid myself of all these different religious stuff and um, I, I still think I've got an absolutely very solid moral center to my life and to who I am. I think there's also something to be said for having a society. And, and by society, I mean, those small groups of agreement with it. So that when I say, you know, I, when I say I'm an atheist, and you say you're an atheist, like I said before, we, does, we don't necessarily have a whole lot in common. Right. But wouldn't it be nice if we did? And I think that's where you start evolving these different definitions, the different labels to further identify who you are and how much, without sitting down and going through, you know, a list of 500 questions as to what you believe to find out if you and I have similarities in our belief systems or not.
0: Yeah. eHarmony said we weren't compatible, by the way.
1: Oh, you checked? Yeah, I checked. Yeah. Good.
2: (laughs) There is a a joke. This long... Rambling joke story. So I'm going to summarize it by this comedian by the name of Emo Phillips. He's basically trying to talk this guy off a bridge and they're talking about the fact that, you know, they're, they're talking about how all the different things they've got in common. And it's all about, you know, well, I'm a Baptist too, you know, and it, it comes down to conference of 1843 versus contra- conference of 1912. And so Emo Phillips says, so I said, die heretic. And I pushed him off the bridge. <laughs>
0: Uh, Alright, so the last one is, uh, are, are we done with humanism? Sure. I, I, I wanted to cover naturalism quickly here because this is kind of where, uh, definitely one of the places where I see myself. And basically, naturalism is a common viewpoint referring to, uh, re- refers to a viewpoint that, uh, law of nature. Uh, so basically the opposite of supernatural. So basically, the idea that everything can ex- be explained through natural laws. And, and this is what we have to, you know, to work with, and that, that, and that, there really isn't a supernatural that's imposing on the natural world. Um, I came, I, I this really, I, I learned about this. Um, do you guys know who Greg Grafton is? I do. He's know. a biologist. He's also the lead singer for uh, for Bad Religion.
1: Oh, okay, and I do know who he is. Yeah, then.
0: and he uh, he wrote it's kind of a uh, biography. Um, he's a he's a biologist, and it kind of talked about him. Um, uh, it was it was a lot about him and. Not being overly attached to his music, it was interesting, but I wasn't overly thrilled by the book. But it was a really good uh, kind of entry level to to naturalism and, to, you know, to how he saw the world as a biologist. Um And also a lot about him growing up and, you know, getting into trouble and stuff like that.
1: And the punk scene. I, I started the reading punk that scene, one. Yeah. I, didn't, I don't think I finished it. I don't remember the title of it, though, do you?
0: Ah. <sighs> No, I do not.
1: It it doesn't matter. I I I know it's it was really popular. Like about a year ago, he was doing tours and stuff. It was popular in a
0: certain scene for sure. I I would not I would not necessarily recommend the book to just anybody. I read the book because Brooke Brooke is you know a fan of bad religion and everything, and she's like, hey, this guy wrote a sign, wrote wrote this book, and so I said, okay, well, I'll read it. So I read it, and it was interesting, and I'm glad that I read it. Um, it 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 isn't quite. It's it's kind of um, gateway atheism. Um, you know, it's real, it's, it's pretty soft the way that he, um, you know, he, and he just kind of goes through how he came to his viewpoints on, on some issues and stuff. It
1: was good. So talk a little bit more about this laws of nature kind of thing. Is it, is it going past, you know, gravity and, and no. stuff like that too?
0: The, the idea would be that, I mean, it would, it would be gravity. That would be a law of nature. Gravity. Okay. I mean, the law of gravity would be a natural law. Um, evolution would be, you know, part of the natural law. We evolve as opposed to being created by a deity. Um, you know, and, and it inherently, you know, you, you have to, well, I guess, I guess if ghosts actually existed, we would have to include them in our natural law at that point because they would be there, right? Um, but as they don't exist, and we have no, no real reason for them to z- exist, and we have no evidence that they exist, we would have to reject that. So it's, it's really it really is just, an. as far as well, I can actually, see, another word... Okay, go ahead.
2: I, I guess, actually, if if ghosts actually exist, do the natural laws apply to them?
0: Well, that's a good question.
2: And there would the be answer a the natural you know? laws that do
0: apply to them. Yeah, they, they were, I mean, yeah. I guess there would have to be. But, so, in other words... There may be
2: natural laws of which we don't know anything yet. Okay. But are natural laws nonetheless.
0: Right. But with the natural laws that we know of right at the moment, they don't exist.
1: So, uh, what, um, I guess, I guess the question I'd ask you is, I, I get this, and, and, and we certainly all have to, you know, nobody gets to defy the law of gravity for very long, um, without ending up as a splat. But what, um, what do you derive from this? Not much like, more it, it than just, I
0: do skepticism, quite frankly. I mean, it's it's once again looking at the scientific community, looking at what science tells us, and those are, okay. those are our natural laws. But in 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 essence, it's it it is the antithesis of of supernatural claims.
1: Okay, I mean, and and going back to the last one I did on Taoism, I mean, Taoism tries to kind of purport the same kind of thing. Now, granted, it doesn't have the all the scientific evidence that we have today, and and so it's kind of a little stuck in the past. But the idea was observe how the world actually works and live your life likewise, and that's know, kinda, in accordance yeah. with.
0: In, in that, is that
1: there? Yeah, that, that
0: I, I think so. I, you know, I'm not a good spokesman for it, and I, I, you know, I'm going based on just what's here in Wikipedia, and it and once again, it comes back to the scientific laws. I think it's it. I think it is. It's kind of a soft pedal, a soft way to pedal atheism and and you know and skepticism.
1: Because you get back to agreeing on the things that we all actually agree on, because it's the way the world actually works.
0: Exactly. Yeah, that's what I get from it.
1: Yeah. Okay. But once so again, I ask, I have no problem we were kind calling. Of so. Concluding here. Do you? Does anybody else kind of feel any? Given our past uh, discussions about this, I kind of suspect I know, but. I seem to be very concerned with like what I can know morally about living a good life. And I'm not suggesting that nobody else has morals here. That's not my, my point at all. But does it worry you guys? Does, is that the kind of stuff that you're interested in? Or do you just kind of like, you know, uh, you know, I know what's right and I know what's wrong. And, um, you know, I'm not looking towards a particular book to tell me what I know or don't know. I'm kind of in that latter viewpoint.
0: Oh, I'm definitely okay. in that latter viewpoint. Yeah.
1: I
2: I just go with you know what feels right, what feels wrong. I have, I have to admit to that room. I have to admit that uh, I was raised with I was raised with the uh, Ten Commandments type of morality, and that does tend to stick in my stick in my mind as being kind of a yardstick to go by. But those Ten Commandments, several of them actually make pretty good sense.
3: Yeah, well, some of the Ten Commandments are Three needed for society to function. So civil society cannot function without the, um, some of those. And thou shalt not kill,
0: th- 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 thou shalt not yeah.
1: steal.
3: And, then, and those rules are older than biblical times. You know, civil society said, hey, wait a minute, we can't steal from each other, we can't kill each other, we have to have some level of civil activity between us if we are to function as a society. And so that's just common sense.
2: I thought we established in a prior episode that there was no such thing as common sense. <laughs>
0: well, yeah, I, I certainly, certainly asserted that. <laughs>
3: I don't so those are know those rational ideas needed for society we can revisit that, that some better? other
0: time but
3: right. I, I think most morals that work are based on rational ideas and one problem with um, religion is they often go against rational ideas for whatever reason and that messes up the morality of them
2: as far as the ten commandments go let's not forget that they were rewritten from memory oh <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not that complicated <laughs>
0: Well, well, he he smashed the tablets the first time.
2: Exactly, and he had to re—he basically had to recreate the tablets from what he remembered as being on them.
0: Yeah, well, when you look at Judaism and you look at Leviticus, and uh, I think it's Leviticus, maybe it's Deuteronomy, there, there's a heck of a lot more than than ten. There's, oh yeah, like, Leviticus hundreds. has
2: tons of higgledy
0: piggledy little laws about different things you have to do, including that thou shalt not fuck the goat
3: and most of those are ignored now because they don't work. They're not rational.
0: And, and goats have rights now.
3: <laughs> you seem really hung up these. on the goats.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oy, ten, ten commandments. Lord,
3: I shall give these laws unto thy people. Hear me. Oh, hear me. All pay heed. The Lord, the Lord Jehovah has given unto you these 15, like, 10, 10 commandments for all to obey.
0: That's right. Uh, all right. Yeah. So I, I think ultimately a lot of these different words that are, uh, that we use to um, to describe ourselves, all the, they, they come back to meaning a lot of the same things. They're just different ways of saying the same things much of the time. Maybe they have some nuance to them. Um, but the, are kind of, it kind of gets back to the, to the, the words that we use that describe ourselves in the skeptics community kind of mean the same thing.
1: I think you're right. I think the lines between them are very blurred. Um, I think you can't, you ultimately still define yourself by yourself. You know what I mean? You, you, there's, there's no way you're going to find a single label and be like, throw everything else out. And from now on, just call me blank. Cause that, that's that that completely epitomizes everything I'm about. I don't think anybody's really built that way. So it's maybe well, not all that surprising that we're sometimes skeptics and sometimes atheists and sometimes humanists and sometimes naturalists. I, I think that's okay.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: I was going to say weird.
0: <laughs> weird?
1: <laughs> weird kind
2: of does it for you.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Eric, do you need a book to tell you what's right or wrong?
2: Mm, no. No. <laughs> Could I come up with the joke there quick? Yeah, you
0: could not quick enough. I I put you on the spot too quickly.
2: Sure. uh, Maybe the Dungeons & Dragons definition of uh, neutral good. That seems good. Yeah,
0: that's good. (laughs) All right, well... uh, Do I need a book to tell me what's right or wrong? I've chosen The Art of War. I use the monster's manual, quite frankly. (laughs) It says very specifically, evil, good, neutral, good, and that way I know I can look at a creature and, you know, just kind of flip through the manual.
1: There's some great little uh, poster kind of things like on uh, on Facebook that talk about the uh, the Dungeons and Dragons lawful good like and uses characters from Firefly and um, Star yeah. Wars and stuff like that. That <laughs> I love those. They're
2: That's great. Cool. Yeah, don't always agree with all of them. Yeah, they're usually pretty good.
0: Yeah, they're fun at least. All right. Well, is uh, is there anything else? Have we covered this to your satisfaction,
1: Kimberly? This is pretty much what I wanted to go over. So, okay. um, yeah, I think we're all set. You know, like I said, I'm just, I'm just drawn to the idea that, that there are so many different definitions and why and, yeah. <laughs> and who chooses them. And I just I think it's really fascinating. All right.
0: Well, then say good night, everybody. Good night. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast. For more information about the Amateur Skeptics, go to AmateurSkeptics.com. To send us feedback, suggestions, or big flaming insults, feel free to contact us at WTF
1: at AmateurSkeptics.com. Other contact information can be found on our website.
0: You can leave a voicemail for the Amateur Skeptics Podcast at 720-295-7785. Music for this podcast was provided by OFM. To find out more about OFM, go to mindspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. This podcast is released under Creative Commons No Derivatives 3.5 license. Thank you for listening to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast.
2: Amateur Skeptics website, Facebook, and Podcast Album Art is provided by and copyrighted Shadow Knight digital portraiture. Larger prints or custom pieces are available upon request.